1947, Stephen Edwin King was born in Portland, Maine. After graduating from the University of Maine, he would eventually go on to meet critical acclaim for his novels Carrie and Salem's Lot, both of which are set in Maine. After taking a detour to Boulder, Colorado for his third novel, The Shining, King would again use Maine as a setting in subsequent novels, Rage, The Stand, The Long Walk, and The Dead Zone, among others. A Goodreads list I found by user Jordan Bim suggests 11 of King's novels are exclusively set in Maine, though by my estimate the count is much higher. Much has been written about the King of Horror, by both himself and others, but it is probably not wrong to say that the thing that has had the strongest influence on his writing and his life is being from Maine. And this is the third strongest podcast. Welcome to Clash of the Titans. I'm Ryan Veter, and with me as always is Jenny Paladna. Hi, I'm Jenny Paladna. And we have a special guest today, it's Graham Nelson. Is that me? Oh yeah. my gosh, Graham's on the podcast, finally. <laughs> finally. <laughs> uh, no, hi, it's the third strongest podcast. I've got a thing. A thing. Did to, we talk so about this on the show before? Yes, it okay. came up um, somewhere on the first Coffee Break episode. Oh, yeah. I think I pointed out that this existed, and we said we should try it sometime if we can figure it out. And I spent the time to figure it out like a month ago and so we'll see if i remember all the rules um but what we have here is mother invasion from the unknown a like playbook choose your own adventure thing they call them game by books. game books by akio higuchi with illustrations by kenji masuda and a translation by nyasu um, it's a sort of choose-your-own-adventure-ish thing, um, with some rules. So I linked you both to the progress tracker sheet. You have full edit control over this. Um, it gives you, like, a level chart and your current hit points and psychic points and experience, etc. Uh, before we get too far in, let me just scroll through this real quick. Yeah, no, I'm correct. We got to do some pre-setup stuff here. Uh, so you have the progress sheet, the progress tracker sheet done. Uh, you have to determine your battle points. So the central mechanic behind this game is that you have this battle point chart here, and letters A through J are listed. So there's ten different letters. Uh, what you do is you put the numbers 1 through 10 into each of these spots. Wow. Uh, with no repeating numbers, if that makes sense. Okay. So what happens is when encounters happen, that determines it, the encounter on whatever page you're on asks for uh, you to use your value B to determine your strength in that encounter. This is their method of randomization. Oh, cool. Um, and so as played, you set it once at the beginning of the game. 
in the game, there are certain pages that act as like hubs, like safe places where you are effectively saving your game or well, effectively saving your game, but also you can elect to reorganize your the numbers on your battle point chart. Hmm. Okay. Um I think eventually you can make the numbers just all go up, but I don't remember. Um, so basically, if we're going to play it as intended, we would allocate the points now and only ever change them if we're at a save situation. Mm. We get our head handed to us and a back at a save point or something like that. <laughs> um, and we can elect to do that as long as that makes sense too. But if we had just hit a point in this recording that we get tired of that and just want to see the text of the game, you know. I don't mm. think the listeners will hold that against us if we just say, oh, okay, well, we failed that one, but let's say we won it instead so we can continue the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I leave that up to discussion as we go. Okay. Um, okay. Well, we should, should we allocate those now? You should allocate those as I continue to talk. Okay. There's an item list. Uh, there's only a couple pages where you can buy items, and basically... If my memory is correct, each item is used in a single encounter somewhere else in the game that will make that encounter much easier. So you probably just want to buy one of each item, I think, when you get hmm. the money to do so. How do you get money, you ask? Um, when you get experience points... You are also given an equal amount of money to the okay. experience points. And now the experience points you don't spend, but you spend the money. Yeah, if that makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. And you do start with $20. Nice. And it says money in bank. So can we yes. use an ATM? I believe so. Ah, this is sounding familiar. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm checking it. Doesn't say ATM, but I'm pretty sure that's the that's the intention there. Is that because we lose money if we die? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Just you also like don't start- in Pokemon. Er, yeah, you also don't start with uh, full health. So it does. Uh, the helpful guide says you should probably heal the first chance you get because the game just starts you at like less than full health. <laughs> Uh, this character sheet is really cool. I specifically like how on the level chart it uh, explains what PSI you have. Uh, the PSI, for that level. the PSI also function as items where there's just certain encounters where they will obviate the challenge in a single encounter. Huh. Hmm. The reason that there's a break here between level uh, the chart for the listener goes between levels one to level five the max level in this video game this this audio game is five uh to get from three to four you have to find an event oh okay you are hard gated until you find some certain event that unlocks levels four and five Hmm. um from what i saw it seems like you pretty much need to be max level to beat this game uh mark checked is just a set of things for like you've triggered certain events to happen um melody check is to get the five melodies like in mother where there were definitely only five melodies 
Um, let's see, experience. How to battle, I already explained. Our current PP is zero. Correct. Oh, that's what I was referring. You don't, you can heal to mm-hmm. heal that. Okay. Um, do we, is there another sheet that will tell us what all the PK powers do and how much PP they cost? They don't, uh, ooh. I don't know. Uh-oh. I think it's determined by the actual encounter. Most of the oh. stuff is contained within the encounters, and you're only going to... They're like the items, like I mentioned before, where there's just certain encounters where it'll be like, oh, this is your battle challenge if you're doing it regular, but if you have this item or if you have access to this psychic power, you have a much like easier chance of winning the battle. Okay. Okay. Is essentially what it is. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, I think that's everything. I'm sure we'll be other stuff to go through. And like I said, we can, if this feels like we're getting tired, uh, we can wiggle our way out of some of the rules to see some more of the content. Sounds as good. long as y'all are, y'all are okay with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to take a big sip of something, and then I'm going to read a whole bunch of text. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Prologue. Excerpts from the Press Herald found on microfilm in the Portland Public Library. August 6th, 1902. Bizarre black clouds over the high peaks of Maine. Residents of Podunk and Marysville have become aware of black clouds covering the summit of Mount Toy, a mountain that can be found halfway between the two small towns located along the central Maine railway. It has been reported that these black clouds are known to emit strange flashes of light every now and then. August 12th, 1902, couple goes missing on Interstate Highway. At around 8 p.m. on August 11th, a married couple went missing while traveling along the Interstate Highway, which leads from Portland through Bangor and ends at the Canadian border. George Holloway, age 35, and his wife Maria, age 29, had set out from the town of Marysville and were headed to their home in Podunk. Podunk Sheriff Arthur Grail, age 46, knows the couple well and is stated that he does not believe that the pair would have had any reason to disappear voluntarily. Because their disappearance occurred on the same day that the previously reported black clouds happened to vanish from above Mount Toy, rumors began to spread among the locals that the two events were connected in some way. However, the local police have disputed this claim as having no basis in scientific fact. The site where the couple appears to have gone missing is about 20 miles from town, a, lone, a lonely, desolate stretch of land at the Mount of Foot Itoy at the foot of Mount Toy, surrounded by open fields and forest. The Ford Model T the couple had been driving was discovered among the nearby trees. September 12th, 1902, the search for the missing couple finally comes to an end. The Portland Police Department and the Podunk Sheriff's Office have called an end to the search for the Halloways, a married couple who suddenly went missing along the Interstate Highway on August 11th. The couple's disappearance has been shrouded in mystery, and not one substantial clue has ever been found. The couple has three sons, and the Portland family court, as well as their appointed attorney, are currently tasked with finding suitable guardians for the boys. October 30th, 1904. Missing Mr. Holloway found. In the early hours of October 29th, a lone man was found collapsed along the shore near L.A. by Judd Clayton, age 47, a manager of a transport company who happened to be passing by and promptly alerted the L.A. Police Department. 
After some investigation, it was determined that the collapsed man was George Halloway, age 35 when last seen, who had gone missing along highway near Podunk, Maine, two years prior. Mr. Halloway is currently being treated at a state hospital in Youngtown. Although Mr. Halloway had regained consciousness, he claims to have no memory of the last two years during which he was missing, and has stated that he has no knowledge of the whereabouts of his wife, Maria, age 29 when last seen, who had disappeared along with him. Taking a break, break to take a sip. Give me one moment. <clears throat> that was prologue one. This is prologue two. <laughs> it's shorter. August 14th, 1988. Doug, are you awake? I could hear my mama's voice coming from downstairs. Of course I was awake. For the past several days, I have been dragged out of dreamland at the break of dawn by the roar of military helicopters as they weaved through the sky above town. I got out of bed and went over to the window, and as I opened the curtains, I could see a Bell UH-1 helicopter flying by overhead. Its rotors chopped through the air as it skimmed the highest branches of the cedar trees growing along Gardena, the road that runs straight through the heart of town. I looked down at the street and saw that a police car with flashing blue lights was parked in front of Mr. Bailey's house next door. Then an ambulance arrived. There were several police officers and men in business suits standing in front of Mr. Bailey's house talking with one another. They used complicated words like, martial law. <laughs> Lately, there were strange things being reported on the news every single day. Murders, disappearances, and sometimes things even stranger than that. Happening all over the place. Everyone locked their houses up tight. No one was allowed to go out after dark, and if you happened to see a suspicious person or something that didn't seem quite right, you were supposed to report it to the police immediately. It really seemed like something very serious was going on. Hmm. And then I have an image. Uh, <laughs> if you go to the bottom of the, packer, the tracker sheet, I'm going to put another page, and I'm going to dump images down here. Okay. Unceremoniously. <laughs> Plop. There you go. Oh, it's a street where a ripped up newspaper is fushing down the street. And the street seems abandoned because everyone is locked up safely in their houses while the town is in a panic. Oh, this is a way longer than I thought panic. it was. Sure, I was glad I didn't have to go to school and all, but clearly this was the biggest thing that had ever happened in the United States. No, in the entire world. I got a call from my good friend Jim McCann. And he told me that apparently Mr. Crockett, the shoemaker, was fishing in the Royal River when he saw his nephew Harold wandering aimlessly on the opposite shore. But the thing about Harold was, well, about a year ago he'd been hit and killed by an express train running along the nearby Paradise Line. Mm -hmm. And yet there he was, staggering along the water's edge like a marionette with a broken string, staring blankly off into the distance. Jim also happens to like horror movies, so he excitedly added, it's just like George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> Three days later, Mitch Holland, the vice principal of Podunk High School, was killed right in front of, right in the middle of Harley Street. Mr. Holland's body was torn to shreds as if hit as if by a creature with very sharp claws. And on top of that, something like wild animal hair was scattered on the ground all around his corpse. Hmm. What is I wonder this? what I wonder what Jim will have to say once he finds out about that. Would he say the culprit was clearly a werewolf or something? Sheesh. <laughs> Around that same time, weird black clouds rolled in and covered the summit of Mount Toy, which can be seen from here in town. 
if I remember right, the newspapers reported that scientists and a military research team went up into the mountain after that, but they never came back down. Doug, my mama called out again, are you, uh, are you up yet? Yeah, I replied. And then I went downstairs, still wearing my pajamas. My mama, Carol, and my two sisters, Minnie and Mimi, were in the kitchen. And next to where I usually sit, there was one other chair. My mama always avoided looking at it, but that was my papa's chair. I walked behind his chair and sat down on my own and began to eat my breakfast. Half a year ago, my papa went missing. He went to work that day and just never came back. Mama begged, the, mama begged the police to search for him, hired a private investigator, and did absolutely everything she could, but in the end, no one had any clue where he could have gone. Since then, my mama threw out everything that had belonged to my papa, even photos of him that she had held so dear. But I still believe in my papa. I know he's going to come back someday. There must have been some important reason why he hasn't been able to come home yet. Doug, my mama very suddenly, said my mama very suddenly, and it brought me to my senses. Huh? What is it? I replied. Mama's eyes seemed so sad as she looked at me, but then she pull, seemed to pull herself together, and she spoke with a warm smile. Once you're done with breakfast, you should get right to studying. Mr. Donovan gave you a whole lot of homework, didn't he? But I didn't bother with the massive pile of really annoying homework that <laughs> that bald old Mr. Donovan had given out, and instead I sneaked off into the attic, as usual. Mama tells me that Mama tells me not to come up here because it's too dusty, but adults never seem to realize that saying things like that only makes the minds of curious 12-year-old boys like me even more curious. Oh my god, this should keep going. <sighs> <laughs> this is like several pages longer than I remember it being, but that's fine. <laughs> I've had asthma since I was very little, so places full of dust are no good for me, but going up into the attic is kind of like a mini-adventure for a kid, don't you think? The stairs creaked as I climbed them, and a damp mustiness and the smell of mold were heavy in the air. All the things up here looked like precious treasure to me. There were so many things from a time long forgotten, and that had been forgotten by time way before I'd ever been born. That's a weird sentence. That's a um, very weird sentence. <laughs> an old grandfather <laughs> clock. An underwood typewriter covered in so much dust that I couldn't even make out the letters on its keys. A little girl's doll, sitting and staring blankly at the cobwebs spread across the ceiling. Piles of books heaped against the walls. A Springfield rifle with a rusted barrel. With my inhaler in my pocket just in case of an asthma attack, I began to explore the items around me, like a deep-sea diver searching through the murky water for gold on the wreckage of an old sunken ship. But suddenly, a book landed at my feet with a thud. I picked it up to see what it was in a cr and the cover, which was as rough and rugged as a tombstone, had the word diary written across it. And the owner's name was apparently George Martin Halloway. Halloway. That was my last name, too. But who the heck was he? My curiosity got the better of me, as usual, and I blew the dust off the diary and slowly turned the pages. This diary was really, really old. I flipped to the last page, which was dated December 1st, 1912. I found myself fascinated by the writing scrawled there in blue fountain pen ink. <clears throat> I lost my page. What? There we go. Nope. <laughs> okay, here we go. 
This diary ends here, for there is no longer a need for me to keep writing in one. This is an account of the final few years of my life, and although what is written here has great significance to me personally, it will have no meaning to others. Well, I suppose that's true of typical diaries. However, I dare not call what I am about to write a typical diary. It is meant to reach one particular boy in the very distant future, and so, ah, yes, I'd call it something more like a letter. The boy's name is... Douglas Halloway. I was stunned. There was my name, written in a diary that was so many decades old. I figured it was probably just a coincidence, but I suddenly felt as though someone was watching me, and I couldn't help but look around. But it couldn't be a coincidence. This diary belonged to my great-grandpa, George Halloway, and he seemed to know even so many decades ago that I'd be reading it today, at this very moment. I am now 45 years old. I am bedridden, and death will come for me very soon. <laughs> At 45. <laughs> wow. And that is because I've finally come back from a very long journey. But Douglas, ah, perhaps you'd prefer to be called Doug. You are 12 <gasps> years name. old now. And I'm guessing you are a lively and very spirited boy. And starting this very moment, you'll be on your own very long journey, although yours will be different from mine. Lately, strange things have been happening all around you, and your mother and your sisters are probably quite frightened, but you, you mustn't be afraid. And even when you are afraid, you mustn't show it. Otherwise, they will surely take advantage of your fear. The purpose of your journey will be to find a lost song. In your time, I have a feeling that there will be devices that can be used to preserve music. <laughs> <laughs> but, <there's... laughs> but there is nothing like that here in my time. Uh, and so I have found various other ways to allow the song to be remembered. As for how important the song is, I will write about that later, but know that it is a very special song. It is the only thing that can save the country you live in, no, the entire planet Earth, from a calamity that will soon threaten to destroy it. You have very special powers yourself. You are probably already aware of some of them, but your powers go beyond what you know. There is a much greater power hidden dormant within your heart. The sudden roar of a helicopter over her overhead startled me, and I dropped the diary. But it was true. I'd had strange powers since way back, since way back. If I stared at a pencil lying on my desk long enough, I could make it do all kinds of funny dances. Whoa. And what's more, me and my dog Mick could communicate with each other by speaking with our minds. Wow. I always figured it was that <laughs> stuff called ESP or telepathy or whatever. But, and then it goes back to the journal. You must embark on a journey, and you must use these powers to fight your enemies. It pains me to know that you, my precious great-grandson, must undertake such a task. But the only thing that can defeat them, Doug, is the power that you possess. And you will have many allies to support you along the way. First, of course, there is your fa- Oh my gosh. First of course- <laughs> Okay, we're, we're, we're here at the end. We're here at the end. First, of course, is your father, Jack Holloway. No matter what, where Jack has gone, you must trust your father. It was for your own sake that he has gone into hiding. He is lying low somewhere out there in order to protect you from them. However, you will be able to speak with Jack at any time. Whenever you wish to speak with your father, you can pick up a phone anywhere in town. Anytime you do, I'm sure your father will find a way to speak with you. You will also meet two friends during your travels. They are children from other families in my bloodline? Hmm. As such, they may have power similar to your own or perhaps even stronger. You must work together with them, too. The diary ended there. Well, to be more accurate, 
the rest of the page was torn off. Still in a daze, I dropped the diary to the floor. The first thing I was surprised to hear about was my papa. If all of this was true, I'd wanted to find him as soon as possible. But after leaving us behind, where did he go? Wiping away tears, I looked back at the torn page again, and then I heard my mama's screams coming from downstairs. The screams had come from the living room. The living room, uh, hold on. My living room was pretty wide, and it had a fireplace and a couch, and there, right in the middle of it, were my mom and my sisters holding each other tight and shivering fearfully, and some strangely shaped thing was dashing all around them. It was an electrical lamp! In fact, wow. it was the lamp my given to my mama and papa as a wedding present by my Uncle Owen who lived in Boston. Sheesh. Okay. <laughs> There's a it lot of a names. Large... <laughs> <So> <laughs> many names. It had a large cylindrical shade, and it was made in Japan. And right now, it was hopping around the room, thrusting that shade out in front of itself and whirling it, men whirling it menacingly. Poltergeist activity. That's what it was called when invisible ghosts were able to cause physical phenomenon. My good friend Jim, the excitable horror fanatic, had told me all about it some time ago, but now it was really <laughs> happening, and in my own home no less. But I didn't have time to stand there in stunned disbelief. As if it had a mind of its own, that lamp that, that, that lamp from Uncle Owen spun around and came right for me. More out of instinct than surprise or fear, I aimed my thoughts directly at the lamp. As soon as I did, the lamp froze in midair, and then... Like an explosion, it burst into a fine powder. Wow. Was that my power? Oh, Doug, cried my mama as she and my sisters rushed over. I wanted to comfort them, but I didn't have time for that now. I was going to have to tell my mom and my sisters about the journey I was about to go on. And so, go to page one. <coughs> Finally, I hope you find out more about Jim and Uncle Owen. I almost feel like it's definitely going to happen here. I'm going to put a new picture in here. The math teacher. Enjoy this picture of the cast of characters while I take a sip of water. Well, wait, that's people we haven't heard of. Correct. So where's the picture of Uncle Owen? <laughs> I Maybe we'll run into it. I got a whole folder full of images. Jeez. Well, that's Doug anyway. That's Doug. A 12-year-old boy with psychic abilities. He and looks other like people. a kid with a baseball cap. Mm. That's so true. Okay, I'm going to go to page one. Uh, and then the map is here as well, but I put the map on there mm -hmm. uh, already. The adventure map. Okay. Page one. These all get much shorter now because all of these now are meant to be on a single page. So I'm not going to oh. die. We're good. Oh, good. <laughs> I had to get a few things ready for my journey. First, there was my knife, which I could use as a weapon. It was a Gerber knife given to me by my dad for my birthday a long time ago. It had my initials DH engraved into the blade. In my backpack, there were sandwiches my mama had made in case I got hungry. Rain gear and extra pairs of underwear. I also had $20 in cash. And then, whoops, I can't forget that. My primatine inhaler in case I get in case of an asthma attack. It's a device that sprays a mist into my mouth that can keep a fit of asthma under control. I opened the front door and went down the steps, and as I stood on the lawn, my mama ran up and hugged me as tight as she could. Oh, Doug, she cried. Do you really have to go? Yeah, I replied with a nod, but I'll be okay. 
I promise I'll be home soon. Then, after waving goodbye to my sisters and to my dog Mick as he stood in front of his own doghouse and wagged his tail, I headed out. The town of Podunk was a lot quieter than I expected. Across the street, I didn't see any patrol cars parked outside of Mr. Bailey's house anymore, and there was no sign of the police officers who had been standing around there either. As I made my way down Gardena Street, I came to a small park filled with black locust trees. Is that a black locust trees? Hmm. And then the road split two ways. One path led north towards the suburbs. In other words, it led away from the neighborhood I live in. The other path led south toward the center of town. So you can either head north or head south. Are we supposed to have um, have remembered those items that we brought with us to have in our inventory? It didn't prompt them. Okay. Um, but if we need to... Is the knife listed as a like an item? I I don't have a master list of items. Okay. You can put well, them we'll in there just, if you like. We'll just remember like most of. Okay. If if you'd like I to already put them forget. in, go for it. We have knife. We have inhaler. We have sandwiches. Money, sandwiches. Underwear and inhaler. We said that. <laughs> also, nebulous rain gear. Oh, rain gear. Uh huh. That'll probably okay. come up. Okay, so, so we have to decide north, north the suburbs, to the suburbs, south to the... Or south to the center town. Let's go I, south. Uh, I was going to say north. Jeez, Sarah. What do we do when this happens? You're, you're, you're co-drivers. You need to come to a consensus. Okay. Um, I know that Sarah will let me do what I want to do because she's I, so conflict avoidant. I will this time. Because that's the easiest way to progress right now. <laughs> so north? I south. forget which one was my choice. Oh, I think I you also said forget. north. No, I, I said north. You said south. We can go south. Okay, I have to scroll down to page 220. Wow. Huh? That's a long way. I arrived. No, the doc. The the person that set up this document did an incredible job, and there's just like hyperlinks on the left, oh, so nice. it's really easy to scroll. It's uh, again fantastic job for this translation and the effort to put this whole thing together. So good Ooh. job, uh, Nyasu. I forget the name. I'll look it up when we're finished. Okay, page two hundred twenty. I arrived at the at an intersection in the southern part of Podunk, where the interstate highway Route ninety five passed through the town. Across the road, at the top of the hill covered in overgrown timothy grass, I could see the small bird sanctuary that everyone around here calls Canary Village. The actual name of the place is New Hampshire Canary Center. And the reason it was called New Hampshire Canary Center, even though it's in Maine, is because the owner, Mr. Winston, is from across state lines. Oh, I'm really glad uh, you, there was, they had that in there because I was wondering. <laughs> there was also a graveyard nearby called Morningside Cemetery where I used to go with my good friend Jim and a bunch of other kids to test our courage. Hmm. So you have three options here. Uh, you can go to Canary Village, you can go to the graveyard, or you can leave town. Uh, I'm happy with birds or gravestones. Those both sound cool. Uh, let's do the, the Canary Village first because it's listed first. Okay. Page 176. I went through a gate that had a sign which read New Hampshire Canary Center. The stretch of land beyond it was surprisingly large. And they didn't call it Canary Village for nothing. 
Inside several large enclosures covered in fine wire mesh, the small yellow birds were chirping away. Suddenly, from the shadow of a cedar tree across the path, an old man in overalls began to approach me. I was startled at first, but he seemed to be a living human this time. Whew. Little boy, my Laura is so very sad. Do you happen to know anything about her chick? Laura. Oh, I see. Maybe that was the name of one of the canaries. And so here you're presented with a choice that you only have one choice, because if you have the canary chick, mm. go to a page. If you do not have the canary chick, you go to 399. Okay. So that's where we're going, because you don't have that yet. I told the man I didn't know anything about a canary chick, and he looked very sad. I see. My poor Laura. Oh well, now. You're the Halloway's kid, aren't you? I've heard that you have some sort of strange power. Now that I think of it, there's apparently a girl in the town of Snowman who has strange powers too. <laughs> I said goodbye to the old man, and then I left Canary Village. You are sent back to page 237. Is that where we can go to the cemetery? The 237. No, this is different. Uh, after a short while, I found myself standing in front of the town hall building. The place was as eerily silent as any haunted house, and I could see an American flag out front, swaying listlessly in the feeble breeze. With things as they were, I, don't, I didn't think anyone would have had time to worry about raising and lowering it properly, so I'd bet that it had been left to be battered about by the wind both day and night. <laughs> Not far from town hall... A Burger King and a McDonald's stood side by side, but I could see no sign of the usual crowd of cheerful customers eating contentedly and chatting away inside those windows. Jeez. When did Podunk become such a ghost town? So They should have named what I'm it Ghost Town. What I'm seeing here is you have two options. One is to try going north, which goes to a page, and one is to try going south, which goes to 220, which I think was the previous town yeah. part we were in. Okay, yeah. Let's get to that cemetery. Yeah. So you want to go back to 220 and then go to the cemetery? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wait, the other option was south. The other option was... I already lost it. Uh, uh, it's okay. I think I think that might be good for later. Okay. Uh, graveyard. So back to, back to the southern part. Graveyard is 394. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, I need to get this because this image is going away and we got a new image. Bump. Oh no. Morningside Cemetery. I yeah. walked through the archway at the entrance and stepped inside. Scattered here and there throughout the spacious cemetery, I could see several pale gravestones. I could also see that countless numbers of human-sized shadows were moving about in the spaces between them. I couldn't help it. I was frightened. Those things weren't human. Those things wandering around in there were corpses that had risen from the grave, an entire swarm of zombies. No. And just like proper zombies straight out of any horror movie, they were shuffling around the gravestones with their arms dangling limply and swaying to and fro. <laughs> uh, you can choose to leave the cemetery and go back to, I think, somewhere we've already been, or to go further into the cemetery. Why would we go further into the cemetery? To find out what happens. <laughs> I guess it's all about the content, huh? Don't you think we so should going... go? Yeah, yeah, yeah do let's it. do it. Okay, page 45. 
I entered the grounds of the Morningside Cemetery. Despite the large number of figures shuffling around me, there was complete silence. I couldn't hear a single voice. And the reason for that was pretty unsettling. Everyone here was a zombie. <laughs> Doing my best to avoid the more crowded areas, I made my way deeper into the cemetery and headed for a wooden building leading down into the underground crypts. The door had been left ajar, and from somewhere inside came a slight scent of mold and the odor of death and decay. <laughs> I slipped in through the small gap in the door, Why? walked down the cor narrow corridor, and eventually came to a set of stone stairs leading underground. At the bottom of these stairs, I found a large underground area, a room surrounded by cold stone walls on all four sides. And like something I might expect to find in the basement of Dracula's castle, there were three coffins lined up side by side. Uh, your options game. are to open the coffin closest to you, to open the coffin in the middle, or to open the coffin farthest from you. There's no option to not open the coffin. That is correct. Uh, well, let's see. If we open the one farthest, um, then we can run. No, it's all the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do the farthest one. Yeah. The third one. Farthest is page 352. Very cautiously, I opened the lid of the coffin on the far side of the room. Perfect. Creak. Lying inside was the corpse of a man whose face who had, had mostly fallen away. Half of his body had rotted to the bone. <laughs> Suddenly, his eyes snapped wide open and whoosh! The corpse sat straight up and reached for me, baring its teeth. Um, so there's a couple things here. Uh, to use psychic abilities, you will need ten or more psychic points, which we don't have. Because at uh. no point were we given an option to heal. We just walked straight into the cemetery and down underground and opened a coffin. No, instead no. Of... we did a side You're right. journey first where we didn't have a chick. That's so, right. So, <laughs> to fight using psychic powers, you would go to one page, but you don't have enough psychic points, I believe, right? Yeah. yeah. We have zero psychic with zero. points. Uh, so, you have to go to page 200, which is to fight using items. Uh, okay. Like our knife Let's and throw our Throw the inhaler. reindeer. <laughs> As, presumably? Presumably. I need to write down. I'm trying to, like, keep track of what page we're on, lest we get super, super lost, but mm. we'll do our best. Oh, okay. Uh, I switched, uh, so 200 is really quick. It's I swiftly dodged the man's hands, and then uh, you were given three options. Uh, to fight with a frying pan, if you have it, which you don't. Mm -hmm. To fight with the knife, go to a page. Or yeah. to try and run, go to a page. Use the knife. Yeah, I guess we should fight. Okay, page 39. Ooh, Okay. I pulled out my knife, but would it work on an actual zombie? He continued to come at me with his mouth wide open and his teeth bared. Okay, we have a fight. For this fight, your battle points are B. Uh-oh. What number's Four? B? Four. Four. Uh, well, good news. The zombie's points are three. So uh -huh. you Okay. Knife uh, to kill you, zom. 175. I raised my knife, but hold on. Knives aren't supposed to work against these guys. I thought quickly and tossed the knife aside. What? <laughs> as the zombie tried to get up out of its coffin, I kicked it as hard as I could. 
With a thud, the zombie fell back into the coffin, and I closed the lid tightly and secured the latch. Yeah. I could hear the zombie beating on the inside of the lid for a while, but then the crypt fell silent once more. Uh, you gain two experience points. Yay! So it was worth this, it. This place seemed to be crawling with zombies. I got out of Morningside Cemetery as fast as I could, and you're sent to page 237 again. <laughs> okay. Let's you're, open you're the second cot. <laughs> you're back outside of town hall. Oh, okay. Um, two experience. Uh, I think you automatically get the $2 in the bank when that happens. Oh, yeah. Oh, it goes directly to the bank. That makes sense. I, I think that's how that works, and then you're able to pull it out later. Hmm. Oh, my gosh. We need 20 XP to get to level two. For money, the experience recorded in the section is used to devalue to determine when you receive money from your father is determined by the value recorded in the XP chart. Oh, eventually he gives you more money. Um, when you uh, gain levels, you gain two per enemy or whatever, hmm. and then three per enemy, and then four per oh, like okay. the the value increases as you gain levels. If I'm reading that correctly. Hmm. Uh, I'm just going to link this page to you while I'm talking so that you can double check and make sure I'm understanding the rules correctly. We've been going 40 minutes. Jeez. <laughs> Maybe we're not going to get through this today. <laughs> you thought we were going to get through this today? Uh, you know, I was optimistic. Uh, where are we at? Page 237. Uh, you're back outside of Town Hall. You can go north or south. South. So we we went north before, right? Back to the. I think you. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat and look. Two thirty seven. Back to where you can go to the cemetery. Two thirty seven. Uh no! If you go north, you go to a place we haven't been to yet. Oh. South takes you to I think uh. The place where you can go to Canary Village and that. Let me see. Oh, so north is okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. North yeah, is you're... the suburbs. Let's try going north then. Maybe we'll find the canary chick. Yeah. Okay, I continued walking for a short while and eventually came to the heart of Podunk. There were several houses here, and many of the town's residents were out and about. Thankfully, there was a shopping center nearby too. A short distance away, there was also a particularly dangerous part of Podunk known as Skid Row. Wow. Uh, so you can go to the shopping center or you can go to Skid Row. Or, there's more options on the following page. Uh, to speak with the locals, that's one. Or you can go back south. Speak to the locals. Let's go okay. to page 24. Well, the two people I happen to know who live in this part of town are Annette Cartwright, a girl in my class at Podunk Junior High who lives on Oak Street, and Matthew, no surname, a man <laughs> who works at the tackle and bait shop and lives pretty close by. I wonder if they know anything about the things that I that have been going on lately. So you can uh, choose to meet up Michael, with Annette Michael, or with Michael. Matthew. 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 Bait shop. Bait shop. Okay. <laughs> I met Matthew the owner of Matthew's Fisherman Supply, out in the front of the shop sign. He had been pacing aimlessly near the entrance with a very troubled look on his face. What's wrong, I asked. And Matthew seemed to notice me for the first time since I got there. Ah, is that Doug? I, he replied. Well, the truth is, 
a little while ago, the mayor's daughter, Little Pippi, apparently went missing in the graveyard. With the world as crazy as it's been lately, I get so worried when I think about what might ha may have happened to her. So worried. Is that so, I thought, and nodded resolutely. Uh, we're sent to page 433. Hmm. Okay, where to next? Come on, man. <laughs> it's... It just... Why did they not send us back to that other one? Uh, so you can go to the shopping center, to Skid Row, or to the southern part of town. I think we it's should not gonna go let shopping. Us... That's it's really not going to let us talk to... <laughs> talk to Annette. Annette Cartwright? Not from here. We'd have to, like, go south and then go north again to be able to mm. talk well, to Well, then her. do that. Okay, hold okay. on. I'm so not going to let this part thing of town. push me around. That's so funny that it just didn't even give that option. That must uh, be why there's 400 nodes in this thing. Yeah. So 220. Uh, and then we go... Wait. Oh, now where are we? Hold on. 220 took us back to the part with Canary Village, the graveyard, to town. Okay, so we have to go to town again. So I'm going to go to 160. Hmm. Uh, nope, that was incorrect. Uh, let's go back to 220. I got us lost. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I thought I was going to be able to take you there, but apparently my perception of the town's layout is poor. It seems like uh, it's right. the, the, the choices are wrapping all around, strangely. Maybe it is the game that is faulty here. Why okay, do they give us a map of the world and not a map of the town that we should yeah. know intimately? <laughs> Great question. Uh, okay, I arrived at the intersection of the southern part of Podunk. This is where you can get to Canary Village, to the graveyard, or to leave town. Uh, well, at this point, maybe we should go back to the graveyard and look for the missing girl. Yeah, maybe okay. she's in the second coffin. Yeah. 394. There, the zombies are there again. You want to go okay. further in or you want to leave? I think I we should go, go further, further in. in. It was 45, I think. I just lost the page. Come on. Google, please. Okay. Uh, coffin closest to you, middle to you, or furthest? You did middle. furthest before. So middle yeah. coffin, page 113. Uh, very cautiously, I opened the lid of the middle coffin. Creak. There was a half-decomposed man lying on his back inside with his eyes closed. His white shirt was stained with mold, and the skin of his face was tattered and worn. Suddenly, his eyes shot wide open. Whoosh! Uh, the corpse sat straight up and reached for me, baring its teeth. Uh-oh. Uh, you have to fight with psychic powers or fight with items, so we'll do items, and I think this is going to be the exact same fight we just did. Okay. Wow. Because it's 200, we have to fight with knife, so page 39. Or you can run. Yeah, let's fight. I think you're going to win this fight because it's the exact same uh, math as again? before. Yep. The, no, it literally sent back to the same pages from before. Huh. Oh, so okay. okay, cool. There's like one canned zombie right. encounter, I guess. So, oh, so we could just uh, keep opening us... those two coffins and get two EXP at a time. <laughs> do you want to? So here, here's a part where we could cheat and just say that we just do this over and over to gain levels. I already gave us the XP. Oh, to do, do, do it even more than that? But yeah. we'd have to just like we'd have to find the path back, right? Or are we just gonna uh, get infinite exp? Do the That's rules say saying. you can't repeat encounters? Not at all. There's some that like it won't let you repeat because eventually you're gonna hit a one of the checks, one of the um, what do they call it, the mark checks, 
Mm-hmm. Eventually, um, there are mark checks that will prevent you from redoing stuff, but there's nothing to prevent you from farming, and the guide <laughs> recommends it. Oh, okay. okay. So how many how many times should we fight this zombie? Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven times. Okay. No, sorry, I was, uh, we're <laughs> on page two thirty-seven. Seventy-four XP, which gets us up to level three. Wow. I'm okay with this. Okay. But I also do want to see what's in the first coffin. Oh yeah, we're gonna do that Pro- as soon as we get to level. Probably three. something important. Uh based on having played this video game before it's very funny because i am the only one who's played this video game before to a great degree Mm -hmm. and so like i know the outline of what they're trying to accomplish here when they're not talking about burger king and mcdonald's (laughs) (laughs) uh we are outside a town hall it's north or south i i think we should go back to the graveyard and open the first coffin Mm mm-hmm it's 220 for that, right? Uh, so go south. Yes, graveyard 394. This is good content of me scrolling. Uh, further in cemeteries, page 45. You could almost like implement this, but it would be more. Okay, uh, sorry, middle coffin is the one we didn't do or closest one? No, we, we haven't do? done the first coffin. Closest. Okay, yeah. so 193. Uh, slowly, I opened the coffin closest to me. Greek. Suddenly, a little girl leapt out, and she wrapped her arms around me. Suddenly, uh, surprised, I looked down at her, and, oh, you're little Pippi, aren't you? I said, and so she was. It was the mayor's daughter, Pippi. Why, I was so scared. There were zombies everywhere. Zombies? Zombies everywhere, so I had to hide in the coffin. Wah! While trying to calm down the sobbing Pippi, I cautiously led her toward the cemetery gates. Somehow, we made it through without being noticed by any roaming zombies. Then, once we left the graveyard, I took Pippi by the hand, and we ran for the mayor's house, which is on page 16. Wow. That third one we tried. Well, now, how wonderful of you to rescue my daughter. Is there anything I can do for you in return? The mayor, Mr. Goodman, spoke to me as he sat on his very cozy-looking sofa. I knew exactly what I wanted to ask for. Do you think you can tell the cops in here, the cops here in town to let me go anywhere I want, I asked? <laughs> Oh, of course, of course, he replied. <laughs> uh, you you didn't get there, but there's like a there was like a, a roadblock somewhere that you couldn't get past before. Okay. This is not just a twelve uh, year old boy's dream. No. Uh check off mark one on your chart. Ooh. Checked. Um, <laughs> oh, and then I have to do stuff because that's the other thing. Meet with Mayor X. There's also, like, stuff that's not on there that it wants me to, like, go into the book and mark on the book itself. Mm. Uh, <sighs> that I don't have... I, I'm not going to do that. Hmm. But you met with the mayor. Check. Uh, open coffers closest to you. Check. Oh, okay. This is how it... Uh, you can't get infinite pippi- uh, pippies, basically, <laughs> is what... Yeah, okay. Like, that's fair. So you can't you can't meet with the mayor again. You can't get infinite pippies again. That is sealed off now. Uh, I left the mayor's house in high spirits, and I left it to page two thirty two. Uh, after leaving the mayor's house, I walked. What? Oh. 
<laughs> Sorry. I got distracted because there was the end on this page right above it. Uh, so there's either a good end or a bad end on page 231. Mm. <laughs> okay. After leaving the mayor's house, I walked slowly down the street for a while. I guess something else must have happened somewhere. Three patrol cars rushed by with their sirens blazing, and a military hel helicopter whizzed by overhead. Uh, we can get back to the northern part of town, the southern part of town, or we can leave town. Southern part of town is 220. That's where we got to the cemetery in Canary Village. And the northern part of town would be shopping. I think so. Maybe we should do that. Let's take a look. 97. Yeah. Okay. Here he goes. Oh, okay. So yeah, we're back in the north part of town uh, where we can go shopping. We can go to Skid Row or we can speak to locals and see what that other person was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's go 24. Uh, we spoke to Matthew before. Let's speak to Annette on 265. I rang the doorbell at Annette's house, and she answered the door with a very surprised look on her face. Doug, what are you doing here? <laughs> well, I guess I... Suddenly a bit flustered. Aren't you afraid you'll get caught by the police wandering around town at a time like this, she went on? Dead people are coming back to life and walking around. Zoo animals have gone berserk. And all kinds of strange things keep happening that no one can make any sense of. I mean, I'm happy that school's closed and all, but... Chatty Annie. It was only then that I remembered this girl's nickname. Because if you let her, she'll talk your ear off for the rest of eternity. But they say that the Paradise Line isn't running at all, which is kind of surprising, don't you think? I heard that the railway bridge up north collapsed, and there was a landslide that blocked the tracks south of Marysville. She was still talking as I excused myself and quickly left Annette's house behind. <laughs> awesome. Great lore. Well, yeah, got a little uh, information. We're on 433. Okay, where to next? So shopping, skid row, or back to the southern part of town? Uh, we should shop. We should withdraw this money so we can spend it on healing items and get up to our max PP of 30 and our max HP of 30. In the northern part of town, there was a very prominent shopping center called Franklin Gibson's. As soon as, I, <laughs> as soon as I got there, I went in through the front entrance. National Western Bank was on the first floor, and the second floor and higher were all huge shopping areas. My mom and my sisters came here often to buy things. Uh, so go to the bank on the first floor or go to shopping on the second floor. You bank gotta go down. to the bank, buddy. Sorry, I was yawning as I said that. Let me repeat that. You gotta go to the bank, buddy. <laughs> uh, there was a payphone to the side of the bank entrance. I picked up the receiver and projected my thoughts as hard as I could. <laughs> uh, come on, Papa, pick up the phone. <laughs> then at last, <laughs> what? <laughs> I psychically dialed his telephone. <laughs> Uh, then at last I heard his familiar voice. Well, if it isn't my Doug boy, how have you been? Papa, I cried. I almost burst into tears. Uh, to ask for money, go to 128. To speak with your father, go to 391. Speak with your father. I guess. Okay. Uh, Papa, where are you? I couldn't help but ask. I'm right by your side, Doug, he replied. I'm always watching over you. Well, then come out. I'll show yourself. Uh, my papa was quiet for a moment, then he spoke again. I'll see you someday soon, but for now, you'll still have to fight on without your papa's help. I know it's tough, but the future of this world is depending on you. And with that, the phone line went dead. I stood there for a short while, still holding the receiver in my hand. 
uh, now we can go shopping on the second floor or leave the shopping center. Which takes us to a page we've never been before. Hmm. Weird. We should go shopping, uh, though. Well, we don't have money to shop. We got to go. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah we yeah, take. Yeah. Or I don't know. We can go see what that looks like. Let's go upstairs. 240. Uh, I went up to the second level of the shopping center and found a familiar and way too spacious sales floor offering various daily necessities. First, I thought I should look up at the things that might come in handy the most. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff here. Uh, and then it says, I'll, I'll list off the items in a moment, but it says, if there's something you'd like to buy, subtract its price from your total money and add the item to your item list. You can also sell any of the items in your inventory for half of their selling price as long as the same item is being sold here. Hmm. Um, we can also go to the bank from here and we can leave the shopping center from here. So we can go back and forth, which is good. Okay. Uh, but the items, rope. $8. Frying pan, $10. Bat, $30. Boomerang, $20. Air gun, $50. Slingshot, $50. Stun gun, $100. Asthma spray, $36. Canary chick, $4. Huh. Well, let's buy that canary chick. Yeah, Done. it's just at the store. Hmm. Okay, so subtract $4 to get... We have $16 on hand. Add canary chick to items. Um, are we able or supposed to know which of these weapons are better than our knife? Or uh, wait, do you want to have all the possible items? I, I think that's the trick. My... Looking through it, I'm pretty sure that just for each of these items, there's one encounter in the game that is made easier by having the item. Okay. It's not like you're going to have the bat and it's instantly going to make every encounter better. There's just a bat encounter somewhere. That's a fun... That's useful. Hmm. That's a fun system, but they're they're so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got yourself a bunch of money, right? From... Yeah, but can we get it out of the bank? Yeah, we can go. We can go to the bank from here. Okay. We still can't buy most of it, though. We only have seventy four dollars in the bank. Yeah. Why did we stop fighting those zombies? Yeah. I mean, again, we can. We know how to navigate back there, and we know we can just farm that forever. So. <laughs> okay, then we have a hundred and seventy four. <laughs> experience and $174 <laughs> in the bank uh okay there was a payphone. uh we psychically connect with that again and we can ask for money this time okay uh convert oh this is where you convert your xp for money into money at the rate of one xp per dollar and add the sum of your total amount to the money check chart that's really worded silly but okay to the money check chart yeah. Okay, you See, didn't, didn't put mo a money. Check I did not chart put the money. I did not put the money check because chart that's insane. Team. A money check <laughs> chart. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Thank you. Uh, all right. Uh, and can... we all we have one hundred and ninety dollars. Okay, so let's go back to. Oh, hold on. I lost uh, where we're at. Uh, Three ninety one. That'll get us back to the shop. I think. 
Uh, oh, no, that just took us to the same line that we had. That's weird. Okay. Uh, shopping center, 240. Okay. Uh, so things to buy. Rope, frying pan, bat. You know, let me just take a picture of this so you can see it, internalize it. Yeah. I guess we should buy the... Wait. If the frying pan was good for the zombies, does that mean it won't be good for any other encounter? That is my guess. Ooh, okay. All right. Then don't bother um, buying the frying pan. I would not prioritize the frying pan because I think that's correct. Okay, here's the list of items coming your way as soon as I get to this. Delete the zombies. And cut and paste. There you go. Um, yeah, let's buy that bat. Let's buy that boomerang. Yeah, boomerang um, sounds cool. And let's buy that slingshot. That's a hundred dollars. So now we only have ninety dollars. What else? Get let's get that rope. That'll come in handy. They yeah. always do in JRPGs. And then I kind of feel like saving the other eighty-two dollars. Yeah, we Does might come across another somebody selling something. I feel like there might be another shop, but I don't remember. Oh, you think this is the only shop? Or it there might be, be only two shops? There might be only two shops in this thing. Okay. I think. But I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, are we all shopped out? For now. I'm going to go take us to leave the shopping center to page nine. I left the Franklin Gibson's shopping center and started walking around Podunk again. Where should I go? Uh, we're given the talk to locals, which we've already exhausted, uh, Skid Row, which we haven't done, and back south to the south part of the town. South. 220. Which is not one of the pages we can save on, too. We haven't run into one of those yet, which is, like, mm. concerning, but... Yeah. Uh, okay, this part of town, we can go to Canary Village. We haven't been able to heal, so we're still at 5 HP. <laughs> we should go back to canary village let's do oh, yeah. 176 uh my little laura is so very sad do you happen to know anything about her chick uh if you have the canary chick go to 336 we have a canary Whoa. chick could it possibly be i showed the old man the canary chick i had bought at the shopping center the old man took the chick from me gently and Oh, yes, this is the one. Follow me, please, he said, and he led me to one of the enclosures. Inside of it was a very beautiful canary. There was a nameplate attached to the wire mesh which read, Laura. Here you are, Laura, said the old man, and the moment he placed the little chick into the enclosure, that beautiful canary started to sing a song. Hmm. What a beautiful timber. Wait, could this be? 
I would be sure to remember this melody. You have memorized melody one. <gasps> um, so you can checkmark melody one, and now you can no longer go to Canary Village. Ah. Fair enough. Because you've you've accomplished that goal. You got one of the five melodies. Yay. Awesome. And it only took us an hour and four minutes. <laughs> so four more hours. Uh, okay, now we're at the that weird center of town where town hall is here, and we can go north or south. There's like weird like liminal spaces as we get out of one thing into the other thing that yeah. like you can't get back to here, but you end up being filtered to here when you go other places. Yeah. It's weird. It's kind of. I think two twenty is where we can. <laughs> I think two twenty is where we can go out of town, and then yeah, ninety seven is where we could go to Skid Row. Oh, we haven't been to Skid Row. Let's go to Skid Row, of course. Sure. Okay, Skid Row, page thirteen. Oh, we gotta delete Canary Chick from our inventory. Uh, I chose my path and gradually the cozy homes became fewer and fewer and they were replaced by warehouses, garages, and dilapidated buildings. There were rarely too many people out and about in this neighborhood and even on a regular day, this area, oh, even on a regular day, this area was known as Skid Row and was a place where drifters and hoodlums roamed the streets. <laughs> Suddenly, a figure appeared before me, stumbling unsteadily as it went. He was definitely human, pretty young too, at about 20 years old. But once I got a good look at him, I could see that his clothes were ragged and torn, and his face was covered in mud. His Levi jeans were ripped to shreds below the knees, and the tattered edges hung down like seaweed over his legs as he slowly staggered towards me. Sheesh. Uh, as soon as this guy saw me, he suddenly raised both arms and came at me, growling with his eyes wide open. Uh, you don't have more than 20 psychic points right now, right? Uh, no. You got that right. <laughs> uh, we're gonna fight with items. Wow, page 111. We're just fighting this guy. Uh, I braced myself Don't for worry, a fight. He's definitely human. What will you use to fight? Uh, to use the knife, go to page 57. Go if to use the bat. If you have it, go to a different page. Or to run without fighting, go to a different page. Let's use uh, the bat because we have it. Okay. I feel like that implies that that's the correct choice. I think. Oh, yeah, so this was an instant win. So instead of it being like a contested thing, it says, I pulled the baseball bat from behind my back and braced myself for a fight. All right, come and get me, I taunted. Then the man suddenly dashed at me, howling bizarre bizarrely the whole time. Hmm. crack For a moment, stars flickered before the man's eyes, or at least that's how it seemed to me. <laughs> the crazed man held his head where my bat had struck him took a few tottering steps back, then landed on his backside with a thud. Huh? What was I just doing, the man grumbled. As he came to his senses, he looked up at me with a terribly confused expression. Then he shakily got to his feet and shuffled away. Uh, you gain two experience points and go back to 97. Wow. Oh, okay. That so was... all, the, all that's at Skid Row is a guy you can beat up, like a homeless guy you can beat up. That's <laughs> wow. terrible. Miserable. It's... All the detail is very different from the game when you you don't have to imagine that you like hit some guy in the head. Right. That. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we exhausted Podunk. Okay. I think. 
Seems like it, right? Yeah, I seems guess. like it. So I have this weird urge to go back to the store and sell the bat now that we've used, mm. we've defeated the combat encounter that uses the bat. Uh, we can do that from here. 386. Like, I, I think that's the case. If we run Yeah, into this is all banking later... on you understanding the system <laughs> correctly. Correct. Uh, 240. Uh, you can now sell it for half of its worth, which was uh, 30. So you get $15 back. Cool. We'll leave the shopping center. Uh, we're back up in the north part of town, so we can go south or go to Skid Row. We gotta go south. There was like nothing. There was nothing else up in Skid Row, yeah. Yeah, just the guy charged with so. us. Yeah. Weird. Okay, 220, we're in the south part of town. To leave town, page 160. Mm-hmm. Or back to the graveyard, but we've farmed enough. Yeah. Okay, I walked along the interstate highway until I eventually came to a huge river. The Royal River, to be exact. Spanning across it was the stone bridge known as the Miskatonic. Uh, hmm. Beyond the nearby hills, I could see the towering and imposing Mount Itoy. Eerie black clouds hung down over its summit. Uh, so here we have a branching path where if we have not checked Mark 1, we go to page 384. But mm. if we have, we go to page 101. Ah, uh, cool. We have. The cops will let us leave. Oh, gosh, yeah. Spanning the Royal River just outside of town was the Miskatonic Bridge. As I approached it, I noticed several cops standing ground, each of them holding a gun. I hesitated for a moment. Not sure just what I should do, but in the end, I walked over to them, trying to look as confident as I could. <laughs> Startled, the cops turned their shotguns on me. But I guess they'd gotten word from Mayor Goodman, because a moment later, they quickly lowered them again. You're Douglas Holloway, right? One of them asked. Apparently, you're allowed to head on through. Thanks, I said, grinning <laughs> at him as he let me by. Then I headed over the bridge. Where should I go? So we have... Uh, two options here. We can head for the mountain and go to page 10 or head for the next town over and go 79. Hmm. The mountain seems maybe premature. Yeah. I guess. I think I think so. And it seems like we have friends to meet up with. Oh, and yeah. I uh we should do we should go to next town over cuz I just looked ahead at something. Oh, okay. There we go. 79. This is a rest area. This counts uh -huh. as a pit save point. Um, so you can... I think... Let me make sure I... Read, I think we get to heal up here, and we get to reallocate points on your thing if you really want. Hmm. On the battle point chart? Wait, hang on. Let me see... Yeah, on the battle point chart. If there's a B in the scenario number, you're allowed to rewrite the battle chart entirely. It doesn't say you heal here, but no, this is a save point. You can heal here. I don't care. Cool. Well, we can rewrite okay, the so chart so that the point we used already is a one. There you go. I oh, don't know how don't often those they'll... repeat. There's I only ten, so I... And... How... Oh, wow. 
I, I think there are definitely more than 10 encounters in this game, but... Uh, okay. But what are the, the, the chances are lower that they would use a B again. That's the Monty Hall problem. <laughs> yeah, always switch. <laughs> okay, I walked on, leaving the Royal River far behind me. I'm gonna and it. once I'd finally made it through a small forest of pine trees, I could see a large town up ahead. It was Marysville. My papa and I used to come to the movie theater in this town all the time. I saw Star Wars here, and Indiana Jones, too. I love all the details. I headed into town and found myself in a plaza that had a fountain. From here, I could get a good look at the place. Things were very different here compared to Podunk. Apparently, this town wasn't under martial law, so there were crowds of people bustling about all over. On the other side of the plaza, just beyond some sort of war memorial, I could see Marysville Junior High School's tall clock tower. Right next to the movie theater was a hotel. On the outskirts of town was Union Station, a stop along the Paradise Line. Uh, I bet we had to have gone to the hotel to get uh, healed, but the options are we can go to the school, to the hotel, to Union Station, or to leave town. Should we find out how much the hotel costs so we can take that off our money? Maybe. And excuse our premature restoration of our points. Yeah. The hotel was five stories high. I went in and I could see that an old man behind the counter, leaning back in his chair, reading an issue of Life magazine. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I'd like to stay the night, I said. It's $30 a night. Free breakfast in the morning. And we take payment up front, he replied in a lazy voice without ever looking up from his magazine. It was an article about Madonna. <laughs> he was wearing uh, a yeah. ring on his right hand. Uh, so page, this page, if you have $30, I handed over the $30. Your room is the farthest one down on the third floor. Number 305, said the old man bluntly. This is like, why? I opened the elevator's lattice doors, got in, and rode to the third floor. The sheets on the bed seemed to be clean, and there didn't seem to be any cockroaches, a creature I happened to hate. I slept soundly until morning, feeling completely refreshed. You have lost $30. Your HP and psychic points have been restored to maximum okay. amount allowed by your current level. The next morning after eating breakfast, I left the hotel. Cool. Uh, I feel like we should go to the school. Yeah. Uh, we actually have another option. Oh, so, oh my finally gosh. I, finally, I made it to the town's made road. From there, I could see the Union Station wasn't too far away. The hotel was pretty close by, too. To my right was the school left turnpike. However, there was an electrical sign above the roadway leading to the south into the mountains, which read, Danger ahead, entry prohibited. So we can go school, hotel, road leading up into mountains, uh, leave town, or head for station. Hmm. School. Yeah. I headed towards Maryville Junior High School. I entered through the main gate and continued across the schoolyard, where several students were playing basketball. Everything seemed so peaceful here. It was like all the strange and awful things that had been going on lately had been nothing but a bad dream. Um, we're given two options where we need an item to progress. Mm -hmm. uh, if you have the bottle rockets, go to a page. If you do not have the bottle rockets, go to a different page. Hmm. We do not. So let's go to that different page, because we haven't seen bottle rockets yet. 
The school was built out of concrete. It was three stories tall. Just as I walked inside, the bell rang for recess. Kids came flying out of their classrooms left and right. They all seemed to be so happy and carefree. I felt kind of jealous. Uh, we can go for the roof, or we can go to the classrooms. The roof? <laughs> sure. The roof is the correct choice, I think. Uh... <laughs> well, in the video game, you go to the roof and you find uh... Uh, somebody. In order to get to the roof, I had to make it up three flights of stairs. When I finally got all the way at the top, I was pretty out of breath, so I hurriedly put my inhaler to my mouth and breathed in that breathed in that soothing mist. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> however, however, the door to the roof had a note on it which read, Authorized Personnel Only. Damn, it was off limits. I guess there wasn't much I could do, so I made my <laughs> way back down all those stairs. <laughs> How many uses does this inhaler have? We didn't use it up, did we? It did not mention anything of the sort. Okay, okay and it just sent it just sent us to the classroom. It, it didn't like. even okay. check whether we have an inhaler. No, that was just flavor. Okay, huh. so we could have sold that inhaler at that shop because they sell inhalers there. Yeah, I bet. I bet it'll be relevant somewhere. Maybe. Unless it's not. Unless that's unless that's the meta. You'd have to sell your beginning item. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I entered one of the classrooms, but since it was recess, nearly all the students were off somewhere else playing. The only ones left here were two girls, sitting all the way in the back row and chatting away. One of the girls had a very round face and was wearing glasses. The other girl was covered in freckles and had smooth silver blonde hair that fell, about, fell to about her shoulders. Uh, which one should I talk to? Girl with glasses or girl with silver blonde hair? <laughs> Glasses? <laughs> why not both? Yeah, why not both? You, not that option. Not, you don't get that option. Uh, I tried to stike, strike up a conversation with the girl wearing glasses, and for a moment, she just sat there and stared at me blankly. But shortly after, she smiled at me and said, I'm hey, a you're Danny from <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you're Danny from Class A, aren't you? Have you ever been to the live house in LA? I, it's really wild over there. Huh. What do you mean it's wild? I asked. I mean just what I said. It's really wild, she replied. You should try going there sometime. You'll be really surprised. In the end, I couldn't really follow their conversation, so I left the classroom. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, that was confusing, I thought to myself as I walked through the school <laughs> hallway. Uh, social interactions are hard. <laughs> okay, we can go back to the roof or we can go to the science lab science lab at the end of the hallway there was a science lab i went in and found three male students sitting on top of the desks all three of them were pretty big and they were wearing leather jackets jeans Whoa. and chains they also wore rather shifty expressions and looked like the kind of delinquents who hung around the bars and pool halls in the shadier parts of town. Why are they in the science lab? <laughs> Yo, kid, said the one with a blonde crew cut. You seen a little brat with glasses around? I mean that sissy Lloyd. If you see him, give him a message for us. We're gonna find him, and we're gonna pound him. I nodded and left the science lab. <laughs> Great, so we have a message. <laughs> With that, I left Marysville Junior High School. <laughs> We've been booted from the high school. We're back to page 158. Jeez. 
Um, okay, we're back to the town's main road. There's school, hotel, road to mountains, leave town, head for station. I feel like there's more we could do in the school, probably. Yeah, if we talk to the other girl. Did we have another option? Let's see. I'm going to go... Whoop. 383. We don't have bottle rockets, so we do 255. Oh, hold on. I lost it. 353, I said. <laughs> oh, no. I got us lost. <laughs> uh, nope. Uh, hold on. We have to command search for bottle rocket because I got lost. There we go. 255. I knew that was going to happen eventually, but there's mm. not really a good way to bookmark. Oh, okay. So uh, try heading for roof or try entering one of the classrooms. We did the roof before, mm -hmm. and that was nothing. So let's go to a classroom, 142. Oh, this is just that same classroom. So we have another girl to talk to, and that's the last option here. Seems. Okay. Well, I want to hear so what this the, other girl has to say. The girl with silver blonde hair, 304. So cool. Coolest hair. The girl with silver blonde hair looked up at me and smiled. Hi, she said. I'm Cindy. I haven't seen you around. Are you from class C next door? Yeah, I lied. Well then, do you know a boy named Lloyd? He wears glasses and is kind of a dork. He borrowed a French book from me and never gave it back. I wonder if he's up on the roof again, where he knows no one's allowed to go. Oh well, I don't know him. I said and the two girls went back to their excited chatter. I didn't know what else to do, so I left the room. Mm -hmm. Okay, that doesn't give us a flag that lets us go onto the roof? Nothing, no. Uh, well, that was confusing, so we're back to their uh, science lab just got us booted out of here. We can go back to the roof again? Maybe we have oh. to talk. Oh, now, now that we did that in that order, if I do the go to the roof here, it's a different page and we have a whole bunch of stuff. What? Awesome. So going to the roof at the beginning, you have to talk to this person and then go to the roof is the only way to access this, apparently. Heck yeah. <laughs> I headed for the roof. I ignored the sign which read, authorized personnel only, and opened the door. Why? There on the roof was a large... <laughs> there on... Because you talked to the silver hair girl. Okay. There on the roof was a large trash can, and for some reason, it appeared to be trembling. Is someone there, I called, and... Leave me alone, cried a voice from inside the trash can. Why the heck are you in the garbage, I asked. Because I'm Lloyd, Lloyd Schneider, that's why, the voice in the trash can replied. Everyone in the whole school picks on me. I wish I had been born as just about anyone else. Hearing this, I couldn't help but feel kind of sorry for him. You should try to have more pride in yourself, Lloyd, I said. The trash can was silent for a while, but eventually Lloyd spoke up again. D do you have pride in yourself? Of course I do, I answered. Then show me proof, said Lloyd. In the southern part of town, there's a place called Sweet's Little Factory. If you bring me some of the bottle rockets they make there, then maybe I'll believe what you say. All right, I replied. You want bottle rockets, right? After a pause, the voice in the trash can spoke again. You're really going to go? No one's ever gone over there and come back. Don't you know about all the weird things that have been going on lately? Yeah, I replied. I know a lot about that, actually. 
Just you wait, Lloyd, because I'm definitely coming back, I vowed silently as I made my way down the stairs. <laughs> okay, so... We can't go back to the roof anymore, but if we come back here with the bottle rockets, I assume it's just going to move us past that mm-hmm. to the scenario afterwards. Okay. Uh, and we go to page 440. With that, I left Marysville Junior High School. Thanks. <laughs> you couldn't have just redirected me to this page. Uh, 158 Towns Main Road. Uh, it told us it was south, but there's not really... Oh, it's, uh, however, there was an electrical sign, electric sign above the roadway leading south into the mountains, which read, Danger Ahead, Entry Prohibited. Hmm. So I assume that's the way to the Sweet's Little Factory. And what else is there? Uh, we did all the school, we did the hotel. And there's a We station? can leave town... Or we can head for the station, which I think is the train station. Which, if you want metagame knowledge, I think we have to do this other thing before we can go to the mm-hmm. train station. <laughs> okay. We can do the other thing, then. Not to railroad yet, but... Ah! Uh... Oh. I get it. I'm curious what Leave Town does. Can we go back to Podunk eventually? There's nothing back there now, but... Well, there's the I bank and like... the store... Oh, I guess that's true. Or if you, like, forgot to do the canary tri- chick, yeah. you can go back. Uh, okay, uh, do we want to go to the mountains? How are we doing on time, by the way? Um, I can't go too much longer. We should find a good place to stop. Uh, we should try and get through the factory, because I bet we can recruit Lloyd and stop there. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. 401. Oh boy. The four-lane interstate highway was totally deserted. Not a single car drove past. According to the sign overhead, the road would split off in two miles. The left fork led to Augusta, the state capital, and the one to the right branched off and became Joyner Avenue, which continued on toward Cumberland and Jerusalem's Lot. Jerusalem's Lot. What a creepy name. <laughs> I passed under a blinking signal light and continued to walk down the silent, vacant roadway. Then, suddenly, I noticed something sparkle against the clear blue sky up ahead of me. I tried to take a better look, and I could see a flying saucer about the size of a football. It grazed the very tip of a streetlight about a hundred yards ahead as it came flying toward me. Was it another one of Earth's enemies? The ones causing all these mysterious incidents lately? I braced myself for a fight. Uh, I have a picture, 401... Uh, how much, uh, psychic points do you have? Do you have more than 30? We have exactly 30. 30. So we can use psychic points for this fight. Hey. Cool. Uh, delete this, put this. There's a small flying saucer. Ooh. Uh, to fight using psychic abilities, go to page 126. Sure. I think that makes sense for flying saucer. A small saucer burst flying kind of strangely. It appeared to be an enemy. All right, then. Come get some. That's the caption on the picture. The saucer made a very strange swooshing and roaring sound as it dove at me. I braced myself for a fight and I focused my thoughts. PK beam! My psychic energy became a piercing arrow which slammed right into the strangely shaped object zooming my way. But 
what the heck? I hadn't damaged the thing at all. Oh. Minus 30 psychic points. So now we can uh, run or use items instead. Hmm. Yikes. Well, we could hit it with a slingshot. <laughs> yeah, or a boomerang. I think we're in good shape. We should we should try using items. Oh, very good. From the looks on of from the looks of this disc-shaped flo- floating object, I couldn't imagine that this is a- anything other than those flying saucers you always hear about that come from outer space. That's a nightmare of a sentence. Yeah. Uh, this one seemed to be a miniature model, so I think I'll call it a little saucer. And I also think I should dot 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 uh, fight with knife or fight with boomerang if you have it. Ooh. I am curious about fighting a UFO with a knife. But yeah, boomerang sounds good. Yeah, okay, uh, suddenly the saucer fired some sort of green colored beam. The beam just grazed the top of my head, missing me by a hair, and blasted a huge hole in the asphalt behind me. Whoa. If it had hit me, I'd have been dead for sure. I aimed at the incoming enemy and hurled my boomerang with all my might. Uh, your battle points are A... What do we have for A? Oh, it's a good one, because the little saucers are five. Mm. So you win. So 457. A direct hit, the boomerang slammed into the saucer, and with a clank, it veered off course and finally crashed right into the pavement. I ran over to it. The wreckage from the saucer lay in pieces scattered across the asphalt with my boomerang right beside it. Plus, Plus six experience. This foe was a bit more fragile than I expected. I picked up my boomerang and headed down the road again. Okay. Okay. I headed up the road along the exit ramp, and then I, at last I could see a white building that looked like a factory, just beyond a sweet-smelling field where the scent of blackberries hung heavy in the air. Hmm. I couldn't make out the name of the factory. It seemed like a very secretive place. And then it says to go to the factory 307, but to avoid the factory 222. Why would we avoid the factory? Hmm. And yeah, does where, that mean like go this? around or go back? I'm gonna I'm gonna peek. I'm peeking. Yeah. I'm peeking. Uh, it takes us back to Marysville. Okay. Mm. Now we want to go forward, so we don't want that. Uh, go into Factory Three Hundred Seven. I made my way through the overgrown blackberry brambles. I finally found myself in front of the factory. The gray concrete walls were covered in cracks and fissures and some kind of ivy was creeping thickly up to the windows of the third floor. The windows were covered by rusted iron bars, and there was a security camera right above the metal entrance door. I pushed against the metal door, and it opened. I could see that inside was hazy and dark. Still, as my eyes adjusted to the darkness, I could faintly make out the hallway ahead. At the end of it, there were stairs leading up to the next floor. I slipped in through the open door and began to walk down the passageway. 226... A uh, new picture, 226. Click, 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 click. There's a new picture for you. Whoa. Ah! It's a big robot. I reached the end of the hallway and took the stairs down to the second floor. Was this factory abandoned? I got the sense that there wasn't a single person here. But the weird thing was, whenever I peeked into a room here and there, it looked as though someone had been in it up until very recently. Hmm. There were half-finished cups of coffee sitting on tables, computer terminals that had been left running, and a book that had been left open and lying face down. It made me feel kind of sad. It was something by F. Scott Fitzgerald, and it happened to be my papa's favorite book. Hmm. Just then, a sound suddenly came from the ceiling above. No, no, it wasn't from the ceiling, it came from the third floor. It was a resounding stomp, 
stomping sound, like some, like some big heavy thing was walking around. As soon as I heard it, I ran into the hallway, and just as I did, I came face to face with something terrifying. It a was big a heavy robot. thing walking around. Its head was shaped like a cone. It had one bright glowing eye, and its arms and legs with several joints each. What was most surprising to me was the fact that this robot had an American flag emblem on its chest. What was this? Uh, you used surprising. up all your psych. You used up all your psychic points already, yeah. 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 So we're gonna go fight with items. Uh, here. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! The robot rushed at me, and I took a step back, back into the room I had just left. To fight using knife, go to a page. To fight using the bat, if Aww. you have it. Oh no! <laughs> I guess we're fighting a robot with a knife. Okay. Or to run, you could go to a page. Hmm. Uh, with a knife. Oh boy. I quickly drew the knife from my belt and slashed at the robot. Clank! But a knife was never going to work on something with a body made of steel. The robot suddenly wrapped its arms around me and squeezed with incredible superhuman strength. Wah! There was no escape. This time, my adventure ends here. The end. Uh, oh my gosh. By a I robot. misled you. I you misled really... you. The bat came back. You screwed us, Zach. I did. I didn't we, mean to, but I didn't definitely. We have all this money that we could have spent on other weapons. Another too. bat. I, yeah. I can't believe the bat came back. I was so wrong about this. Huh. Well, maybe that's a good place to stop. Yeah. <laughs> When we come back, we will um, game the system. No, that's fine. Mm -hmm. We saved in Marysville. Okay, cool. Yeah, we saved. We're, Perfect. We're, we saved. We saved the game. Uh, and we held down reset as we turned off the Of Nintendo. course. <laughs>